finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hey, 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 how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. We're opposite ends of the day. It's nighttime for you and quarter past seven for me. What have you done with your day today? What I've done today? So I've done my first surfing lessons. What? How was it? It was pretty good for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then I spent the day just being with my kids and working and meditating twice and now I'm with you. I love it. I love it. And you've actually given the most amazing start to this because we were literally talking about surfing two days ago at dinner. Okay. I would love to learn to surf, but I'm a bit terrified. I'm terrified of surfing. I only learned to swim last year. So I've just learned to swim. And since I've learned to swim, I swam in the sea once. And that wasn't like proper swimming in the deep sea. It was like the shallow pits of the sea where it's all cordoned off. I've done that once. So the idea of being under a massive wave. wave. I wouldn't say I'm terrified. I'd say I'm frighteningly disinterested. I'd like, I'd like to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's time to, like, to learn to swim in the waves and then we can surf together. Okay then. All right, I'm going to learn to swim in the waves. It's done. Yeah. It's done. It's done. That's the next step. <laughs> that's the next step. So you're on quite a big adventure, aren't you? You literally just packed up and went to Australia. What was it? A month ago? I did. Uh, it was a month ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was something that I wanted to do, um, and it really sounded really impossible. Mm -hmm. But I learned that there are no impossible impossible things anymore. So. Well, just I like did. you. Just like your top says, if you can dream it, you can do it. Exactly. So that's those, what I did. <laughs> for those of you listening in, um, Petra's wearing like the coolest top right now. It says, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I asked her if she wore it just for me, and she didn't. So that's like amazing synchronicity. So I'm very, very happy about that. That puts an automatic smile on my early morning face. Yeah, I know. Mine too. <laughs> so tell me. Let's, um, let's see what life is like, a day in the life of the adventurer that is you. Give me, give me a typical day. Okay, so my typical day, any day starts with meditation. So mm -hmm. that's the most important part of my day. Yeah. Um, usually before I, I came here, my day was like meditation, then taking care of my kids, then workout, then... Um, having sessions or workshops and then um, yeah, finishing my day. But I, I usually work a lot. Uh, so meditation and, and taking care of my body is something I really have to do every day. Mm -hmm. um, and since I'm here, it's much like more easier, easygoing. Mm -hmm. I'm in Australian <laughs> mood now. <laughs> uh, so um, I meditate uh, more often and I really um, take care that I balance my day much more wisely than I used to do it before. Love it. I love it. So let's, um, 
I'm getting to it. I'm building up the tension. Everyone says, oh, where's the accent from? What's this book's <laughs> about doing? Don't worry, listeners. We're going to get there right now. This is all about me getting to know my new friend, Petra. Petra, how do you pronounce your surname? Brozovic. Brozovic. Yeah, good. Not bad. I've been practicing. I did that. To be honest, I've been practicing already. I already oh, asked good. someone. I already asked someone how to pronounce it, but I wanted to. So I wanted you to. It's so funny. <laughs> I Don't worry. To me, I wanted you to say. Oh, nobody can pronounce it in in English speaking country. So <laughs> I'm used to any surname. What's the Even funniest? my name. Even your name, but your name's Petra. How can anyone say that wrong? Yeah, my name is Petra. <laughs> yeah. How can anyone say that wrong? That's like, yeah, but you just said it. You said Petra. Oh, like, Petra. Petra, uh, uh, so ah. I did all of that work, sneaking in there to say your surname. <laughs> and then the bit that I didn't get any help with, I got wrong. No, I like Petra too, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right then, I'm going, to, I'm going to put everyone at ease with one of the questions that they're probably all asking, Petra. Where is Petra from? Where's the name? Where's the name from? The name is from Croatia. So I've, I was born in Croatia. Wow. Um, yeah. Is that where you started your adventure from or were you somewhere else? I've been there actually. I've lived in Croatia my whole life. Um, yeah, and then when I travel, I travel from there. So okay. This is my longest trip for now that wow. I went out. Have you been to any other cool places? I've been pretty much all over the world except oh. in States. I haven't been in States. You wouldn't believe that. You've been everywhere except America. Yeah. Unbelievable. A lot, people, a lot of people, though, haven't been to America. And conversely, a lot of people in America haven't been anywhere outside of America. Exactly. I so for, for an adventurer like you, that must be really strange that someone wouldn't leave their country. Well, I wouldn't say. I, I think that travel really enriches all of us and that we should all travel. Mm -hmm. um, well, I haven't thought about it before, mm. but you do travel, guys, right? You travel quite a lot. Okay. I travel. I'm not American. Okay, so where are you from? I'm from the UK. I'm from. Are you from UK? I'm I from thought you were from America. I haven't really. You didn't, you didn't hear my accent. No, it's... I placed you in states like I don't know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that was my embarrassing moment. <laughs> you really just really, really made me laugh really, really hard. And I really woke you up now. Yeah. I've been awake. I've been awake. I've done my meditation. I've done my journaling and stuff this morning. So, yeah, I made sure. I, always, I do my best to make sure that I set time before anything I have to do in the morning to get that done. Because you really feel the difference. Um, I definitely feel the difference. Those odd days when I'm like, oh, you know, I look at the phone first and then you get caught up in stuff and then you have to meditate a bit later. And you feel the difference in your vibration for the whole day when you set it up right. Like every time, even days that should have been a challenge, like literally they have every reason to be a challenge. When I've meditated first, they just seem to just not be that difficult that day. Like okay. the challenge seems okay. to work itself out. Every day is different. It will start meditating. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the, I mean, I talk about this a lot on uh, my podcast and even in my books and workshops and events and stuff, just the whole thing of 
yes, it's very sometimes things happen to you, but it, you have the choice about how you deal with those things that happen to you. Exactly. Um, so even on those days when literally, for whatever reason, whatever your belief system, whether your belief system is that you created it with your thoughts or, you know, you create, whatever your thoughts are, those third-party things that do happen, when you set your day up correctly, getting to the right frequency, of which meditation is one beautiful way to do it, you just have this really empowered state. So when, no matter what comes at you, you just really, really start. But what I find is even what comes at me tends to be nowhere near as quote unquote bad as it could have been on exactly. those days that I've meditated. It could be, my just... it could be the reality that's been created. I don't know. And to be honest, I don't really care which one it is. I just know that my day works completely differently when I've, when I've meditated. I completely agree. And yeah. usually even, even if something bad happens, Mm -hmm. Actually, if you if you look at it from the right angle, you see that it's just a challenge, and there's a huge learning in it. Mm -hmm. And then you find it it's a blessing. Exactly, exactly. In fact, every single thing, even like some of the worst things that have happened in my life since I've been pra doing spiritual practice, which is you know just over a year now. I think yes, it's about May last year. Been meditating regularly and so on. I've been able to see the beauty in them not always straight away um and not always easily sometimes it's a bit of, of deep inner work to to get to see that beauty and recognize it but yeah um i've got enough of framework now so that i i at least have i'm open to the possibility that no matter what something is and how quote unquote bad it looks from the outside that there is something potentially in there that's a blessing I'm, I'm open to that now i don't see it as definitely oh god that happened it's bad blah, 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 blah. so that's um yeah that's a that's pretty 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 cool yeah so, i really really believe that any situation is for a reason exactly exactly but i mean some people have um i mean it all depends on your belief system as we know but those that do have that belief system that things either can work out for the better or there is a blessing inherent in, in anything, just tend to have more joyful lives because they just see those opportunities, they see those openings where other people see challenges. Even when you look at people that have succeeded and are really adding to the world, a lot of them have been through the greatest adversity, but it was yeah. the ability to sit in that adversity and know that there was a way out that gave them the empowered state to navigate the way out. Um, exactly. I've not found anyone that's done anything great that hasn't been through great adversity and had to reach a point where they could see the beauty in that adversity or not been to a pinnacle point in that journey when it, they could have given up and it would have gone completely wrong. So, yeah, that's, um, that's a great lesson. My dear dreamer, Petra. <laughs> Am I saying it right now? Yes, perfect. Yes. I'm glad, I'm glad I get my brownie coins. So here's the moment that people have been waiting for. What do you do? <laughs> what, what do you actually do? What do I actually do? Um, yeah. Well, most of the time I help people live their full potential. Mm -hmm. um, if they're ill or sick, I help them heal. Uh, if they have any struggles, I help them see the way out. Mm -hmm. um, I do sessions. I'm a therapist. 
and I also uh, do workshops. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how, that's what I do actually. I used to be a yoga teacher as well. Um, now I teach yoga only on my workshops because mm -hmm. of a lot of traveling, I cannot commit to being somewhere every mm -hmm. week, twice yeah. a week, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. I'm a therapist and I, um, I'm a lecturer, I do mm -hmm. workshops and yeah, I have help people live the lives they want. What sort of tools do you employ? Let's, let's talk, let's go through, do you have like a typical workshop? Do you have a few different types of workshops that you do? Are there areas that you specifically specialize in helping people with? Well, you know, I have, I have different uh, types of workshops. But the mm -hmm. thing is that every workshop I teach turns out to be different than previous ones. Yeah. Uh, because I always feel the group and I always adjust uh, each workshop to the group. Okay. So a lot of my work is intuitive. Good. Um, I listen to them. Um, I feel them and I adjust the work for them. So even I have students that come to my workshops for years. And even if the name of the workshop is the same, each workshop is different. different. It really adjusts to them. So would you consider yourself to be a bit of an empath then? Oh, yeah, for sure I am. Yeah. yeah, maybe even too much. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you find that? Because I was talking to, who was I talking to about being an empath? Ah, I was speaking to one of my Beyond Intention coaches. We we're doing a session. Incidentally, she's from Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. We we're talking no about, <laughs> we we're talking, she, she's down in Melbourne. And uh, we we're talking about um, the acceptance stage of the Beyond Intention paradigm, which is step four of my process. And one of the deeper levels is the concept that we're not alone and that energetically we do mix with other people. Um, and even if you don't have the belief system that accepts that we energetically mix with other people, no matter what physically, unless you live in a small house in the mountains, you have to in relate with people on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's at work, uh, school, your family, or even just walking down the street, you're going to interact with other people. Sure. And we're talking about the fact that in those interactions, as an empath, you can just soak up everything that's going, going on. And so the journey of an empath um, can be quite challenging at times, especially if you're in a general macrocosm or general environment that's got all sorts of different types of energy. So how do you find balancing that out? Do you recharge? Is it your meditation that helps you with that? It is actually, it is. Um, and that's why I find this trip really important for me because I was really on the verge of burnout because of the amount of work I've been doing um, for quite some time. And that's why I told you I really tried to balance it here and to teach myself to, to do it differently from now on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because from this inner um, wish or urge to help others, I tend to go over my borders and um, I really have to be careful here. So I really was on the verge of burnout a few months ago. And wow. that's why I'm meditating a lot, a lot here. I'm walking on the beach. I'm um, going to the water and uh, really I'm recharging myself. So, so getting really into nature. Important. So getting into nature is what you getting into nature and getting in tune with yourself through your meditation is what helps you balance yeah. out. Meditation, for sure. Meditation is number one for me. Have you always known that you're an empath? Or is it something that became more aware as you were older? 
Well, I knew, I just didn't know that there's a name for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was always feeling people. Um, yeah. And by the work that I do, I tend to become more and more intuitive and I really, really am um, able to feel people and mm. to, to read them. And that really helps me to help them in a better way. Mm -hmm. um, but as I told you, if I don't take care um, about myself, mm. that's not good long term. But that's it. what self-love is about. Yes. Yeah, self-love, that's what, you know, some people look at the concept of self-love and they think, oh, self-love is about ego, but it's not. It's Self-love is a very pure thing and it's a very necessary thing. Um, I did a podcast um, with a really beautiful soul called Mary Jo, and that was what the podcast was really about. The, the beautiful way that you can be selfish as in putting yourself first. But as we, we came to the, the, the conclusion of, um, you're not putting yourself first so that you can not think about other people. It's not to the detriment of others. You're putting yourself first so that you can be in a better position to okay. give to others. Exactly. Because um, if you're not taking care of yourself, I mean, let's say for you, for example, if you weren't taking the time out to recharge, um, to connect with nature and get those batteries charged up, what use would you be? I mm. wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. But it's like, like that is for all of us. We really need to take care of ourselves first. And mm -hmm. then in that way, we can long term be in service to other. Yeah. One thing that also interested me um, because I, I, I've literally come into this whole thing of meditation. Oh, let me not say I've just come into it. I was literally with a spiritual teacher, God, 15 or 16 years ago. And he was like, oh my, you know, he said, I've got great potential. He'd love to sort of teach me different things. And he was teaching me all this cool stuff, but I just wasn't interested. Like I tried meditation. I was like, okay, what am I doing? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so like, no, he was like teaching me, oh, you know, we're going to think about love and you just close your eyes and you take deep breaths and think about love and you focus on it. And then he tried to teach me concentration exercises in order to, I was like, oh, I don't really like this. And I just, I just kind of threw it away. And that was the end of it for me. I've always been into visualization, goal setting, positive thinking. Mm. Always since I was about, I got as soon as I found out about this stuff at the age of about 17 or so, mm. so I've always been into that. But the step beyond of really getting into the the energy side of it from this really deep level that I'm in now, I wasn't I wasn't there. I just, but now that I I do see the beauty and experience the beauty of this, I wouldn't want life any other way. Have you um? Have you always? I know you said you've always been into, you've always felt people, but did you have a framework at, at all for that? Or did it take time learning more about meditation and stuff like that later on? Oh, it, it took a lot of time learning. I've been learning about all this since I was just like you, probably 17, 18. Mm -hmm. um, and also meditation for me was really hard, just like for you, because I thought like many of us is that meditation is just sitting and having empty mind <laughs> yeah. and I was frustrated from the first day you know when <laughs> I was doing my my first yoga teacher training and we had to meditate I was thought I'll jump out of my skin because I just... <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I am the worst meditator ever <laughs> um, and then actually I learned by time that it's not about not having any thoughts it's just about 
sitting and um, observing what's happening and just mm. being there with yourself um, yeah. and that there is no thing, um, there's no such thing as a bad meditation. Mm -hmm. So I think any time that we take ourselves and close our eyes and just dive deep inside and then outside mm -hmm. um, is the greatest gift we can give to, to ourselves. Um, I want to teach meditation to my students as well. I think that the, the, the greatest lesson is that we shouldn't expect that there's a specific way we should be in our meditation. I think meditation is very individual for each of us. For example, mm -hmm. my brain is really, really hyperactive brain. Mm -hmm. um, I can multitask. I can like do probably 10 different things. <laughs> Super Yes, improvement. So it, it really takes um, a lot of time for my brain to calm down and really um, chill out. Really, yeah, mm. like probably it takes me. I would say even sometimes twenty minutes, or twenty minutes, or even half an hour. Wow! And I know, especially men, uh, mm. you guys close your eyes and you just go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. It took a lot for me, a lot of practice to um, to be okay with that. Mm. To not feel bad if my mind is working and just to be there and sit until I let go. Mm. Uh, so some of us have, have minds like I do, like really busy minds, but some don't. And it's really individual. It's really unique for all of us. That's true. I love what you just said. And it's, it's something that um, I've heard a couple of times but I think sometimes people lose the sight of how important it is as a very simple thing. And that's, there's no such thing as a bad meditation. Um, sometimes people lose the beauty of a meditation that they've had because they get so caught in judging the experience instead of just allowing the experience and then building exactly. and allowing, and then going into their next one on the building block of a positive experience from their last meditation and then just progressing and compounding those positive benefits of meditation over time. Have you found that, there was anything that allowed you to connect or an experience that allowed you to connect with the, the reality of there being no such thing as a bad meditation or is it something that just built up over time as something that you accepted? I would say that it was building up and um, you know, there's always some meditations that are beautiful and then those meditations give you push for the next meditations. Um, for me, each meditation is different. I can have like five average meditations and then one beautiful meditation and then another three where my mind will be going all over like for an hour. Mm. Um, but the, that one beautiful, the, the beautiful uh, meditation I had makes me believe I can still do it and have those meditations. And that's mm. what keeps me going. Whenever uh, I have those, I don't want to even don't want to say bad meditations, but yeah. you know, really busy mind meditation, <laughs> challenging yeah. meditations. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going through something and that I'm really um, approaching something that's challenging for me, either for my body or for my mind or whatever. And I just know I have to sit through it and that it's going to be okay. Mm. And I know those meditations are the most important for, for us. The ones where we Stay and sit, although it's hard to sit. Get over yourself. Getting, getting over yourself. Getting. Do you think, and this is a question that um, 
I sometimes find, I, I found interesting over the last year that I've been meditating because I know some people they'll literally meditate for three or four hours a day, uh, whether it's because they're meditating in, in pursuit of a specific purpose, whether it's to get to a certain level of deep meditative or mystical experience. Some people have tapped into the power of meditation for healing physically, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Some people use meditation to literally create the reality. And so they find that different types of meditation allow them to do that. But then I know some people that they, they're perfect health, you know, their life is just exactly how they, they'd like it to be. And still, you know, just for the beauty of the meditation, they do it for like an hour or two a day. And then I know some people that, you know, they literally just a little 10, 15 minutes a day and that's all they need to get through. In your experience, and even opinion, is there any such thing as like a minimum time that you should be meditating? Or do you think it's, it's just down to the individual and what they need? Well, I would say it's down to individual for sure. And I would say that it also depends on uh, certain situations or periods in our lives. Mm. For example, usually for me, one hour a day is what I need. But mm -hmm. if I have some challenging uh, periods, then I know that I'll have to sit even two or three times a day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I guess for people who, whose brains are not as fast as mine... <laughs> They could do probably with 15 minutes meditations, but um, in my experience and, and working with my students for all, all those years now, I would say that one hour meditation is an optimum for all of us. And then if something challenging, challenging is happening, then we should do another one in the afternoon or in the evening to mm. uh, help us get through whatever we are going wow. through. Just um, going back to the fact that you, you obviously you're an accomplished teacher in terms of meditation. For those people listening that, like us at some point, have struggled to sort of get into longer term meditation, um, are there any tips that you can give uh, to building up their meditation muscles over time? Sure. Well, usually the way I teach uh, is... I the most often workshop that I do is um, eight-week uh, school of personal change. And mm -hmm. what we do is we learn to meditate for eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So uh, in first week, we just start by um, paying attention to our breath um, and just observing the breath um, for approximately 10 minutes. And then we slightly upgrade it. And by the time we reach eighth week, we are at eight, uh, eight uh, one hour meditation and they can do it because they gradually build up the muscle, uh, build up the muscle. Exactly. Mm, I like and for that. a lot of people, even the first week sitting and observing the breath is really challenging. Mm. Because so it's a completely different way of looking at things, isn't it? It's not something that we normally, uh, that we're normally looking out and what's going on there. We don't normally just take that time just to literally, I mean, just the difference, the shift in yourself that you can find from just paying attention to what your breathing is doing, breathing more fully and deeply and observing that. It's such an amazing tool. I mean, I do pockets of time during the day. Um, so I meditate in the morning. Um, I don't meditate every evening, but I do my best. I've got an alarm at nine o'clock in the evening. I like to do a mm -hmm. bit of meditation as well. 
but then I've got alarms that go off during the day, um, about four or five of them that pockets during the day. When I don't right. necessarily sit down and do an hour of meditation, it could just be take a moment to get into heart coherence. Even if I'm actively doing stuff like talking mm-hmm. with someone, just get in tune with my breath, um, just to reconnect. And I just find that those, those the shift that can happen internally just by taking a second to still be aware of what's going on around me, mm-hmm. but to shift my focus to either my heart center or to my breathing. So powerful. Yes, for sure. So powerful. Sure. And just keeps you connected for the day, doesn't it? For sure. And for people who are new into this, it's really, it can be frightening, frightening to, you know, close your eyes and really get inside of yourself and confront all those emotions that usually people are just stuffing in them. And uh, so it is challenging, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. And what you said about uh, paying attention to breath, that's the most important thing is to know that breath is the uh, key for switching from, um, from the state where our sympathetic nervous system is working and to switch us to parasympathicus because breath is the only thing that is um, happening normally without our uh, us being aware of it, like mm-hmm. heart beating or uh, blood going through our um, body or um, our digestion or whatever. So whatever is happening autonomously in our body. So breath is the only thing that we can control consciously. Mm. And by that, we send message to, uh, we, if we deepen our breath, we send message to our body, it's okay, you can relax. Mm. So that's a really short, quick tool to switch. And what you do during the day and that you put your alarm on, it's an amazing tool that you can uh, use and that you are already are using it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not always convenient to physically, but even just to... I mean, sometimes I like I watch my mind movie or like I said, even if I'm with people, the, the ping goes off. Just take a second, even if it's just a minute, just to get in tune with my breath and stuff. When you're having a challenging day, oh, you just feel the difference uh, in, in just doing that. I, I, I really do. And I, I always, I mean, when I'm doing my own coaching and stuff with people, I would say to them, look, just have a couple of pockets in the day for you mm. like a little mental holiday a little escape from the rat race and you don't have to go on a plane to australia you can literally just jump into your heart center or jump into your breath and um it's just so powerful tell me your workshops are they all physically or do you do any of your work online how does it work with, with your stuff uh both i do it physically and i do it online as well um mm. Right now, I have an online group that just started two weeks ago. Okay. Um, so we work over Zoom. I have a group of, usually it's between 15 and 20 people, mm-hmm. uh, which I lead through uh, eight weeks. And then mm-hmm. we have occasionally other workshops if they want to join, but they really learn a lot of tools in those, those eight weeks. And they, but the, the most important thing is that they get um, new habits. They learn how to... Uh, take care of themselves and to meditate every day and to gradually uh, adapt to that. And also we pay a lot of attention uh, to our beliefs and to our emotions. So the, the concept is uh, that each week we focus on each of energy centers and um. 
on a set of beliefs or emotions that are connected to each energy center. So first we deal with, for example, fear, mm-hmm. um, and then um, guilt, and then shame, and then sadness, and then inability to speak or not living our truth. And so we gradually clean ourselves and change beliefs and release emotions and then do homeworks and do meditations at home. So it's uh, quite a lot of work, but it's really, really amazing. People I, really change their lives. I can, I, can, I can hear it. I can hear that definitely there's potential in there to do that. So when do you have, I know you said you just started an eight week program. Do you finish that eight weeks and then do you start another eight weeks immediately or do you take a break? Uh, well, usually I have just a couple of weeks uh, break. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one will start in, in probably mid-September and that one will be in English well, in case be... you want to join. <laughs> I was actually thinking, yeah, and I definitely want to give people the opportunity to join because I'm, I'm actually opening up my group coaching sessions next, next week. And I'd, love to get, I'd love to get you in as a guest for one of the weeks because uh, I'm going to have different guest people in every week to help with the, the group sessions and give people some more sure. tools. So I'll definitely connect sure. with them on that. The last thing I wanted to just quickly touch base with you on before we go is that we're both obviously ambassadors. Yes. One million meditators. meditators. Yeah. Um, just want to see how, how, how are you finding it? Because I'm, I'm going to be doing my first hosting on Sunday. So mm-hmm. um, have you got any tips for me? Um, Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. <laughs> don't miss the day <laughs> okay yeah Saturday. It, it might be my sunday what, <laughs> uh, what time are you doing it your time uh, i've got like three sessions so you got three sessions i've got okay. like three sessions i'll I, check I, your time and I'll I, join I, you. I accidentally did three i thought that was picking three <laughs> i thought we're picking three possible ones and then they were gonna let us have one and there's like, oh, you've got three. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing three then. <laughs> cool. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the um, to the adventure. I really am looking forward to the adventure. Yes, so, me too. Is your so, what were pra- you asking? Is your tip practice makes perfect then, or is there anything else you can? Well, if you chose to do three in one day, then obviously <laughs> you have to go through. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my fire. Yes, for sure. That's going to be that. Well, it's been absolutely amazing. Thank you for staying up till like 11 o'clock at night to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Um, How can people connect with you? Well, they can just go on my uh, website. It's petrabrzovic.com. I guess I'll put the link. Yeah, that's what I was just about (laughs) to tell you. Or find me on Facebook or um, Instagram since last week. I, oh, you I'm, joined Instagram? Okay, I'm what's your Instagram? Instagram? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to... No, you already are following my Instagram. Yes. Am I ready for... You are you liking, you're liking my posts. Let me check this. Oh, I do like your posts. <laughs> See, I told you. I'm just, I've just liked another one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, good morning. And there's your link right there, look. I've just yes, that's the yesterday's one. There's the a new key, one today. The key to love, the key to love, the key to love you're seeking for lies in you. Let me help you find it. Oh, I've liked that one. I'm going to share this one. I'm going to share it. Okay. I'm going to share it on my story. Beautiful. Everyone, everyone, you better follow. And if you don't, then you're going to have me to answer to.
Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll check your times for Saturday and I'll make sure that I join you at least one of your meditations. That sounds fabulous. I'd love to have your energy in on the, on the, uh, I'll on the session. You. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to let you get off and get to sleep now. Thank you, everyone. Okay, for I have a surfing lesson in the morning. Yeah, go and, go and rest <laughs> so you can go to hit those waves in the morning. And I wish you a beautiful day today. Thank you. Wishing you a beautiful night and an amazing surfing session tomorrow morning. Thank you. You take Talk care. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel Legana. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.dreamwithdan.com for updates for more exclusive content. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.